One of my biggest investments is Tesla. It's uh, just under 25% of my entire stock portfolio. I have more than $2 million in unrealized gains. And that gain is down about 10% after Elon said that he was going to sell 10% of his Tesla holdings. 10% is about $20 billion worth. And of course, he asked the world if he should sell in a Twitter poll over the weekend. 58% said yes, he should sell. Thanks, Twitter. Uh, of course, Elon might have just needed a uh, public vote of confidence to sell the stock to cover his tax bill that he's going to be hit with if he exercises some options that expire in August. But the sell-off announcement does come just as two other EV rivals, Rivian and Lucid, have delivered their first vehicles to customers' driveways. In other news, Peloton stock. Some of us on Dumb Money are heavily invested in Peloton. Some of us aren't. Uh, but their stock price fell off a cliff after their earnings announcement last week, missed all of Wall Street's expectations, missed their own company projections. Lots of reasons there. Supply chain costs, people using their Pelotons, not as much. Uh, people returning their treadmills more than expected. Their lowering of prices, making them less money. You know, Peloton completely disrupted fitness and ramped up for an extreme growth while the world was staying home. But the stock price has fallen back down to where it was in the summer of 2020, nearly 70% off of its high earlier this year. These two stocks represent a huge chunk of our combined net worth, and it's it's a little bit painful. I haven't made any, trains, uh, any trades yet today, um, but Chris has. I'm deciding what to do, and Chris is going to reveal what he's done, and we're gonna reveal it all, which just might surprise you. <laughs> We are Dumb Money. Three friends who turn $30,000 into $30 million using nothing more than Twitter and a zero commission trading account. The suits that work on Wall Street, they call those people the smart money. That's not us. Our goal is to help level the playing field for everyday investors. We are Dumb Money. Hey there, Dave here along with Chris and Jordan. We are Dumb Money. We are all Dumb Money. Sorry, Jordan, I, I didn't have your uh, little picture on the screen during the intro there because you weren't with us on our last show. Glad to have us all here. Now, I also want to point out um, a member of the Dumb Money community, Bill, who goes by Piton Gaines. He tweeted this about Peloton, his thoughts. It's a really good tweet about his thoughts on Peloton. Um, but before we, uh, and Jordan's missing from this shot too. I've, I've really got to uh, work on making sure we're all together. But before we go any further, take a second, if you will, smash the like button for Jordan being back. Smash the like button to let YouTube know that this show needs to be watched by more people. Uh, Chris, Jordan, I do want to start with Tesla this morning. I mentioned that uh, that Rivian and Lucid. Rivian is that Amazon and Ford back e-truck company that plans to go public tomorrow. We might need to do a whole show on that. If you guys want to hear that, let us know in the chat. Let us know in the uh, comments. Um, they're looking at a $65 billion valuation, which just for reference, Ford's entire market cap, even after their run-up, is around $80 billion. Um, and Lucid went public by SPAC in January, and it's up 360% from its SPAC price. So my question is, do any of these new competitors actually delivering vehicles make you nervous about your Tesla stock? I, I think before we even talk about that, Dave, that tweet by Elon, let's mm -hmm. just be very clear. Anytime you ask the general public, millions, tens of millions of people, if you should do something or not, and that thing that you're asking them to do is like a big wow thing, mm -hmm. um, they're always going to say yes, right? Because you're going to have more non-Tesla investors than Tesla investors answering that tweet, and they want you to do that crazy thing. Let's be, let's be honest here. Elon well, and he exactly knew, he knew in advance that he, yeah, it, it, yes or no, he knew he was going to sell the stock. I think he was just looking for the 
people to say, yeah, go for it, Elon, so that he could make some additional headlines. I, I think he was looking, Dave, to protect himself and Tesla. It lo- it's less bad if he sells as the result of an unbiased survey, right? That he knows what the outcome is going to be, but it's still he's allowing other people to choose for him. If Elon were to sell that much stock at one time, it would be catastrophic unless there was some reason for it, right? He's just he's just doing what he does. It wasn't it was a pretty smart move. Um, I guess but, I remember well, reading something a few months ago that kind of that there was a plan that he was going to sell stock this quarter. Of course he was, Jordan. And so of I. He was. You know, I wasn't surprised at all. I was surprised that he tweeted about it, but I, I kind of knew that he was going to sell some stock. Jordan, he was looking for the least offensive way to dump right. a large block of stock. Uh, he had he just chosen choosing the least offensive way, while at the same time getting a little political poke at the system, right? Which yeah. he which he also enjoyed, right? It's very obvious what happened. It is what it is. I don't think the storyline is that big of a deal long term for Tesla. But to me, the second I saw that tweet, guys, the second I saw it, I said, I need to neutralize my entire Tesla position now. Um, and I couldn't do it because it was on like a Saturday. Yeah, he right? did it over the weekend. And it already had it, it dropped in the futures market. People were trading coins that are tied to Tesla's stock price. There was, there was all sorts of ways to hedge. But if you were just trying to, tra- to hedge on the normal options market, you couldn't do it until Monday. So, and so let's dropped. just talk about what I actually did was I hedged my entire position first thing Monday morning um, when the stock was down, I think, 40 some odd points. Uh, I hedged the entirety of my Tesla position by simply shorting the exact number of shares in Tesla that I am long. People always ask, guys, how do you hedge? I'm going to talk about two ways to hedge today. One is simply by shorting. That way, I did not need to pay taxes on my massive Tesla gains by selling Tesla stock temporarily because I did not want to fully exit my Tesla position. I just wanted to hedge it temporarily. I am still under the full hedge as of this moment, but my plan is to slowly come out of that hedge over the next few days, okay? That's my Tesla trade. It's worked beautifully so far, um, but it just seemed like a big no-brainer to me. Like, yeah. talk about after that big move and he's going to sell that selling well, pressure. Come, there's no reason to own Tesla, like, right that second, right? It's, the first it's, few days of this week. Well, yeah, and and this is the big public thing, but and as I saw in the, in the chat, he has talked about needing to sell Tesla stock multiple times prior to this tweet the tweet yeah. is just the thing that got more people's attention the timing it, it it guys it allows us to to laser target the timing of a sale yeah. which if you know the timing of that sale it's less about elon selling now it's more about other people's reaction trying to get ahead of it or sell with him or people speculating i don't want anything to do with it guys i'm out of tesla <laughs> For this moment of time, just for the moment of time, I will come out of that hedge and I will have the same Tesla position I had last week, probably by next week. Okay, that's my trade on Tesla. Yeah. Period. So, so just, and purely neutralizing your portfolio isn't as risky as going actually short on Tesla, which is something I just can't even fathom doing because the stock moves so much, right? When you can't do it uh, in the same account, right? So you can't have both the long and a straight can. short position. Like you can. You can. You can. And I did. So you like, did straight uh, short, or did you buy puts? 
No, I went straight short. You can you can straight short. Also. It's just a different order type. You instead of doing sell, you, you do uh, sell to the same shares in the same account. You can do you a sell can. to open I, and have I, negative I, shares. You you can. I think Jordan. I think I mean, I've never tried it. You, have, I, you, 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 you I have tried it in the past and it has not worked. But I think I right. had a change uh, a, a, a setting on my account uh, and now I can do it. I know that sounds a little okay, weird. I can't do but it. I, I've tried to do that. I know that, Jordan. You, if you call your broker, I, there's something that they can do to your account that will allow you to do it. Because I'm telling Michael you, Michael Crockett I did is it this uh, time. weighing in, saying that is uh, shorting against the box. Wasn't that a show on CNBC at one point? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Crockett. By the way, for those of y'all that don't know Crockett, when I was like 17, 18 years old, me and Crockett lived in my parents' back house, and he got me my first job selling municipal bonds at uh, Dean Witter in Dallas, and we would literally hawk municipal bonds over the phone, uh, and he's watching the show today, man. It's, it's good to hear from you, buddy. Uh, so, yes, dude, it's very simple. Can we move on? Because I think there's something way more important to talk about than this, come on, Tesla, nothing's changed, right? Like, it's just, it's, it's a mechanical thing, right? It's a timing thing. Mm-hmm. I, I, the hedge worked out so far. If Tesla jumps up 150 points by end of market today, it's not going to look so good. I'm going to wish I didn't do it. We'll see I guess. I mean, we go, so, I mean, it's it's not doing that. Really is it? Down, it's look just at today. Neutral, right? It might actually it's be down better, 100 points to today. It's, it's down another 100 your, uh, points today. Huh? Yeah. yeah it's, it, I, I saved myself six figures today with that hedge. So, right. Yeah. So, well, but I'm still in it, Jordan. I'm still in it. So, no, what I, I'm saying is if the stock price goes up, it doesn't matter. It's just neutral. It's complete. Yeah. But I'll lose right. gains that I would have, beyond a certain price, I'll lose yeah. gains that I would have had. Okay. So, which I, I don't. I don't want, uh, dude. But but can we talk about Peloton? Because guys, this this is a way bigger story. And I tweeted I don't know a month or two ago, and I've never felt more strong about this feeling when it comes to Peloton. I think I said something at the time that Peloton within five years would be a four hundred dollar stock or a forty dollar stock. Mm-hmm. And if you think you know the answer to that question convincingly, you're fooling yourself because I have been obsessed with Peloton for the last two years. Uh, maybe not as much as Peloton Gains uh, has been, but I've been obsessed with it. And I don't know the answer to that question. And I think people in this market, and I think a lot of new traders, they, they you feel like you need to know the answer. You feel like you have to have conviction. It's okay to spend insane amounts of time researching a trade and to admit to yourself that there are multiple outcomes and that it's impossible to have conviction one way or the other. Now, I do lean one way or the other when it comes to Peloton. That's why I'm wearing my Peloton shirt today, my Dumb Money Peloton shirt. But for the last couple quarters, as those of you who have been watching the show know, I have a multi-million dollar Peloton position that I've almost fully hedged into every earnings report because I have not had any conviction in Peloton the last six to eight months. And I'm so glad I did that. I had hundreds of puts on Peloton at the $90 strike going into this earnings. I bought them two days, I think, before earnings, two, three days. Uh, You you tweeted about that. It looks like. uh, Yeah, I I sold them Friday afternoon, sold them Friday afternoon. Uh, And here's what I have to say about Peloton. First of all, I want to say give Dave a little credit here because Dave's the reason why Dave has not been in Peloton is he doesn't have faith in management and, and he has a point. He has I, a I point. say it over and over. It seems like every single time I'm getting one more validation of this management team isn't, they're new. They're, they're, they haven't managed this size of company or, or they haven't figured out how to manage this kind of growth and, and they, they've made missteps along the way. 
<laughs> you know what? You're right, Dave, but so has the management team of Apple and Amazon and Lululemon and Elon Musk, the great Elon Absolutely. Musk, made some of the craziest mistakes of all time going back. And, and that, there were that, times that I would not have invested in Apple and there were times that I would not have invested in Tesla. Uh, this is a time a that I'm actually, at these new low prices, I looked back at when I did, you convinced me to buy Tesla and it was actually right around the price where it is today. So I'm wondering, huh? Tesla, maybe, you mean Peloton? I mean, mean Peloton, Peloton. Yeah. Now you yeah. can. I, I'm pff, I'm crazy long on Tesla. Uh, Peloton. Yeah. You convinced me to buy Peloton once uh, once upon a time back in I think March. No, no May of uh, 2020. And I held it for uh, a week and made money. And it just I I was I was not in it for that huge run up and yeah. run down. I think I think it's very obvious to say that John Foley is a biased, stubborn, single—I mean, just tunnel vision, literally Steve Jobs style—going to take over the world. Tesla, okay, Elon Musk style, going to completely take over the world with Peloton when it comes to connected fit fitness, or run this company right on the edge, on the edge of death okay <laughs> but by doing crazy over-the-top things that any sane management team would say too soon too aggressive we're not ready for this too risky okay so if you can't tolerate that type of decision making and that type of crazy over-the-top risk-taking the type of risk-taking that it takes to grow a company into a hundred multi-hundred billion dollar trillion dollar global just revolutionary company. If you can't take that risk, Peloton's not the company for you. And you know what, guys? I do not know how this story is going to end because this guy... By the way, let me tell you something. The Elon Musk story could have ended very differently if it was at a different point in time when Elon Musk was around, okay? With different style capital markets, all right? Like, he was just right time, right place. Is mm -hmm. Foley right time, right place? Can he stay within that window that will allow him to survive okay and push this company into the future or is he think about some of the stupid decisions steve jobs made in the past i mean idiotic decisions when he refused to make a bigger phone right just he got kicked out of the company you you have to remember that that period of apple's time when steve jobs was not at apple but dave do you know if steve jobs was still here today some of the bad mistakes he would have made by being as stubborn as he has been mm -hmm. about the iPhone. Well, John Foley, you never know if the things that he's doing right now, and the biggest thing, I'm going to say this product that came out today. If you haven't read about this product, the strength product, this could be either the iPhone of the future for, 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 for strength, meaning that like when the iPhone came out, literally the entire world because I wrote a chapter on it in my book, okay, Laughing at Wall Street. The entire world basically came out. Everyone who knew anybody about technology or telecommunications said, this man and this company has lost their mind. This thing will never work without a keyboard. We have to say what they're talking about, because this is a product. This is a major product announcement that they announced by dropping a written press release and not releasing any video of the of the uh, product. So the product itself is not. It's the first like non-product product for them. It is basically a camera that attaches to your TV, and they're calling it. What, what are they even calling it? It's uh, it's 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 a strength training 
product, I can't remember what the name of it is, but it's basically a camera that watches you work out and then uses AI to see what you're doing to then recommend uh, which which Peloton class you should watch next. It could be a huge flop. It could be the biggest flop ever. And if this well, thing I, I just think that huge, it's, it's insane that they, they announced the product. It's coming in early 2022, so they've missed the holidays. Uh, you go to their website, you can't find any information on it unless you use Google and find a page deep in their website where you can actually just see a one-pager like that doesn't have any actual... Basically, it has a still photo of someone using it where I was shocked to see that the AI that was analyzing your workout was basically just a white box around a picture of you. And it wasn't like a like a 3D avatar or something, you know, like that was like actually analyzing what your movements were. Yeah, Dave, it's called the guide. And the problem that I've got with it. So basically, it's a response to like, you know, the mirror. Right. And to where you can have some sort of self-contained self you know guided workouts and i it just it doesn't speak to me i don't you know i'm kind of nervous about this one i don't i don't see it so jordan would you admit that like maybe we're missing something this is going to potentially be a gigantic flop or or maybe they have something up their sleeve i have to imagine that they've tested this they're not just going to release this product as their strength product unless they have some good feedback on it and perhaps perhaps Foley and the team at Peloton, they see the future that we can't see uh, because I don't understand it. I don't get it, but I've seen enough in my lifetime when it comes to uh, revolutionary technology to know that sometimes I just don't, I can't see it the way other people can see it. So I want to give him a little bit of a long leash here. Let's see what the actual rollout of this looks like in early 22. Um, before I call it a flop or the, the greatest thing ever. because We'll see. I mean, so right. So basically they're trying to go after like maybe even the tonal, but instead of having to buy that weighted system within the package of the tonal, you just use the weights that you already have. And so if you already have the weights, you're not looking to double buy, then maybe you buy this $500 camera, so, which sounds like a, a, a nice solution to a supply chain problem where they couldn't get weights camera that then you know, streams back some content to your TV. But Dave, you got to realize, Dave, where what it actually makes it super interesting, and I'm just putting out the bull case on it, all right, is that the way they structure this product, if anybody in the world, if you live in a dorm room, you can use it. You can literally put it in a purse and take it with you on vacation, okay? You do not need to have any equipment. You can have your own equipment. You can have a barbell well, sitting in your yeah, room, but you're right? If you're taking your, it, you, you would need to take the camera and plug it into your hotel room. room. You know, I mean, I'm sure they've got body weight exercises you, but it's meant to be used with your dumbbells uh, or whatever fitness equipment that you happen Correct. to have. Correct. But what I'm saying is, the Jordan, thing is what I'm saying is... different subscription tier. So now they introduced a subscription tier for this. It's just for this device. Um, and it's a lower tier. It's like a $15 tier. But Jordan, what I'm getting at is if you're going to your parents' house for the holidays and they have some dumbbells there, or you just tell your parents to buy a couple dumbbells, you can literally put this in your throat in your suitcase yeah, and maybe. continue all of your workout at their house, right? It's connected to a TV. So well, listen, you just I, take a week I, off and you're like, you know what? I'm just going to eat and have a good time with my family. What, what, like whatever. All I'm saying is I don't want to over. I don't want to judge this too early, which gets back to the question of everybody wants to know Peloton buy or sell long or short right by the way guys we're not financial advisors so this is just what we're doing we want to share it with you guys please don't do what we do but this is just hopefully brings you know some new thoughts into your own investment research and strategy um because i have a big position in peloton i'm going to say right now 
that the future is super, totally undetermined. I think Peloton, the long-term vision for Peloton can be just as big or maybe even bigger than it's ever been. Um, at the same time, they are making some bold, bold moves, okay? They are in a really bad place right now in terms of, you know, overcommitting to manufacturing, right? Overcommitting to all of these kind of logistics and supply chain to build a monstrously huge company that they might have overspent on, okay? Also, guys, right, coming out of the pandemic, what if people continue to, the demand continues to curve down? But here's the thing, remember this, their cost of acquiring a customer is three to $400. Now, remember, their lifetime value of a customer, I think, is still $2,500, right? Now, in, in the early stage world, what do we look for? We look for lifetime value to triple, to be 3x what your cost of acquiring a customer. They're still yeah. at like 9 to 10x. So, Which, is, in why really they're, which is why their stock went up so much. And so I actually yes. think that, that they're probably, if I were ever going to buy Peloton, it would be now. I'm just still not convinced. This that. sentiment has never been, could you, we all agree this sentiment has never been worse on this company? Ever, ever, ever been worse on this company? And I think and, that they still do have going for them the, they've revolutionized home fitness, right? Or just fitness in general. And they're competing with the now reopened, uh, you know, leave home gyms trying to sell their their uh, set-top connected camera, which, yeah. by the way, has no sensors. It doesn't have, like, for the same price as their camera that sits on your TV, you can get an Apple Watch, and for less of a monthly subscription, you can get uh, Apple Fitness Plus for 10 bucks a month, or even less if you bundle it with Apple One. So it's like they're now competing on that kind of, you don't really need any equipment type workout product, while also selling the most expensive workout equipment uh, known to man and getting into other markets. Aren't they looking at doing like a rowing machine and some other things too? The rowing machine I think could be huge. I think the tread, as anyone that's followed Peloton, you have to understand something. The tread is more than likely to be bigger than the bike. And not only is the tread just getting started, but it's overcoming a massive, massive PR issue. Again, fully way underestimated the returns. He should have never allowed returns on the tread to go through November of 2022. That was insanity. He's going to pay the price for that now. But here's the thing, guys. The tread, people freaking love it. If you focus not on Peloton investors and Fintwit, and you actually focus on Peloton consumers, guys, the company has never looked better in terms of customer satisfaction. The tr people love this tread product. I think it's barely scratching the surface. They're just starting to get involved with that tread product globally. I think the future for Peloton is undetermined, but the upside is still as large as I always thought it would be. Like I'm talking like four to $600 a share if they execute the next three to five years. The downside, Hey, there's downside, right? We we talked about it. there's definitely downside, but at fifty bucks a share, forty eight bucks a share, forty nine bucks a share, the downside is a hell of a lot less than it was a week ago. So, what's the trade? What's my trade? Not not the trade for people to mimic. Yeah, what's your but, trade? Because I I need to mimic your trade. <laughs> well, I, listen. Here's the thing. I, I have a lot of Peloton. Thirty, I have you know thirty thousand shares of Peloton. Uh, that again, I've been very fortunate. I've hedged that so much the last few quarters that my average cost of Peloton shares could be in the single digits right now. If you take mm -hmm. all the money I've made on the downside with my puts, because I make I made seven figures in puts, right? So my average cost of my shares is probably in the mid to high single digits on Peloton. 
But, and I know it seems like that's not possible, but again, if you look at the money I made shorting Peloton against my own shares, uh, I bought uh, call options on Peloton that expire in February. Why did I do this? Is it because I have conviction that Peloton is going to have a good quarter? No, I don't have that conviction. Is it because I really believe that Peloton stock is going to be higher in February, by February 18th, than it is today? I don't have any conviction in that. I think it's a coin toss. I think it's a coin toss, but I think the market is underappreciating the upside, meaning if Peloton can do a couple things right between now and February, if more information comes out on the strength product, or if sales end up being just a little bit better, right? Or if anything positive happens at all in the next 90 days since Peloton, I think the market is underestimating how quickly Peloton can flip up from these levels because sentiment has never been worse. And I think people are only looking at one side of Peloton right now. I read thousands, thousands of comments in these the last 72 hours. And I'm telling you guys, 98 to 99% of what I'm reading on Peloton, it's all, it's all the short story. It's all the negative, right? And so I think people don't have a balanced view. And I'm happy to roll the dice here uh, with those call options going into February. So I will and do plan to if the information doesn't change over the next 30 to 60 days and Peloton falls to low 40s, I could see myself buying a little more Peloton as it approaches the mid to low 40s. Um, but I'm starting to add to my Peloton position here. Um, that's my trade. And it's not because I have conviction in the short term, but my conviction in the long term is a little lower than it was in the past. Why? Because of Dave's view. Dave's view that management here is going to really do some wild stuff that you just you just can't say for sure how it's going to turn out. All right. But I still am positive on Peloton in the long term. So that's my trade. A hundred call options, uh, Dave, is what I bought. Uh, in the money options. Those are in yeah, the in money. money. 40, Just barely in the money or pretty calls. deep in the money. $45 strike price calls expiring February. So in the uh, money for now. Capture the next earnings. <laughs> for now. <laughs> in the money for long. <laughs> for now. For now, right? Um, so, yeah. And by the way, if people want to know how much I paid for 30,000 shares, most of my Peloton was purchased in the, probably the mid-20s. Uh, but again, I have uh, bought puts on Peloton uh, a, multiple quarters that have made me you know, seven figures worth of profits uh, as Peloton has fallen. So you know, I don't know where it puts my average price. It could be the high, mid to high single digits or low teens on Peloton if you were to factor that in. Dave, right. what's your, what do you think? Are you Would you consider just dabbling the toe in the water? Peloton I actually here, would. Just in case I, think, I think your, your whole thesis on the... Um, <laughs> The market, I think the market overreacted, and I think that there's a chance that any glimmer of hope will bring investors back into that stock. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm considering something similar, but not a big position at all. Just more of a... Just get some equity. Just, just, right. have, just have some fun. Yeah, just have some fun. This, is a nice, this would be a nice... A nice, a nice area to get back into Peloton, right? Do you, so. do you know what I'm glad I bought equity in? I saw multiple people uh, mention it in the chat. My favorite travel stock, Airbnb. Oh, Airbnb is looking good. We we did that episode. It's down, right? it's down today, like, but uh, look at that since likely. since earnings up. Was that big. like a week? When did we do that episode? Last week. Yeah. Um, I think so. And I got in. I bought a nice chunk of Airbnb myself before earnings, so that that one turned out pretty well. Um, guys, here's the thing. I feel terrible. We try to keep these uh, weekday episodes short, but those of y'all that have questions. 
We're going to do our best to do a long episode every Friday where we'll we focus a... almost exclusively on Q&A, right? So, like, yeah. anyone that has questions, we will focus on the Q&A every Friday. So, please, we'll look through these questions, but please save them for Friday. Well, keep them coming uh, here, too. It doesn't, doesn't hurt to have a comment. I, I'm reading them all the time and sometimes reacting to them, like that Airbnb one. But we do have, uh, I think we might be doing an uh, episode on the Rivian uh, IPO tomorrow. We we have a lot of interesting shows coming up. So if you are not a subscriber to this channel, now is a perfect time to smash subscribe, smash the bell, smash the like, do all the things. 